Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Hello and uh, welcome, welcome to, uh, it's Friday, uh, it's 11 o'clock so it's almost lunchtime and uh, here I am wanting to share with you some insights around workplace mental health and how we can make this simpler for, for managers to be able to effectively support people in their team with their mental health and with their well-being. So um, this this session is really very much for people who are who are managers. Um, although I often I, I often I'm not a fan of the term uh, manager um, because I think um, when we talk about people in particular, because when we when we talk about people, we struggle to manage manage people. Uh, we lead people, we manage things, and we manage processes. So. Um, these are just some things to really think about, I suppose, really, when we talk about some of the terminology that we use uh, in, in the workplace anyway. But um, yeah, this session, I want to talk about workplace mental health. I've been educating workplaces on mental health for the last five years. And um, it's, it's you know, it's always fascinating to go into different workplaces and see how how they look after people and their well-being. So I think one a few of the key things to think about when we deliver training is that it isn't a magic bullet. Um, when we train uh, certainly mental health first aiders, that is not a magic bullet that's going to suddenly make your uh, your business invested in people's well-being because it, it's a lot more complex than that. And actually, one of the things that I think is really important to recognise, particularly and why this video is for, for managers, for people who are line managers, is that in the same way as I believe that safety is uh, the responsibility of, of the line manager who has people responsibility, so is the well-being of their team. So uh, that's a lot of responsibility for somebody. And um, a lot of the time we put um, the responsibility back on the HR department, uh, for certainly for well-being and those kinds of things, or for safety. We talk about um, the safety managers, for example, that that's their responsibility. But actually, I think one of the things is around structuring uh, your organisation in a way that actually the managers are empowered to help look after their staff, look after their safety, look after their health, look after their well-being. So how do we make this really simple, right? Because there's some companies out there who won't won't invest in training whilst it's available out there. And certainly flagship offer a range of courses all the way from sort of one and a half hour informational sessions through to uh, a two day, a full on two day sort of uh, mental health first aid session. So there's a range of options out there for any budget. Um, so my suggestion would be that that is a good a good starting point. But one of the first things to think about is actually how how are things at the moment and how how are things in in your business before we go invest in what what sort of uh, things have we already got in place? Now um, there's a lot around the culture of the business that's really important and for and for managers as well. But it's really good to do the simple stuff well. And this is the purpose of this session is that. You know, essentially, we have this challenge around around well-being and stress and those kinds of things in a work environment. You know, we we talk about there's 
90 million days uh, are the statistics according to ACAS. 90 million days each year um, are lost productivity to um, to stress and and well-being where people have had absence from work. And that, that has an impact of around £30 billion annually on the economy, according to ACAS. That's, that's pretty big, right? So chances are there are people in your team, if you're a line manager, there's people in your team who have had time off due to stress or due to some level of you know challenge around their mental well-being. Okay, so some of the simple stuff that I always recommend for managers to do is have have a return to work conversation. So whenever someone has some time off, take the time out to have a return to work. It's always good practice to complete a form and make sure that we've got recorded proper absences. But if you've got a process in your business where people have absence and then they report it as holiday, you report it as holiday, you let them have it as time off, that kind of thing, then that can that can kind of not really give you a full insight into the challenges that there may be. So I think a really good quality return to work around what are the challenges that you're facing and, you know, what, you know, were you really poorly or is there something going on that we need to know about and have those open and frank conversations and ask questions and just let, so let your team member talk. Um, so I guess, I guess I've kind of stumbled into that when really the first thing is about having rapport with your team and having a good relationship with them, I suppose is building block 101 is actually having a really good relationship with, with your team. And, and the way to do that is not through mental health training as such. It's more about being a good leader and being a good manager and taking the time out to listen to people. Um, particularly, I would suggest having regular one-to-ones. Um, hopefully your business has got a format where that's done on a regular basis. But if it isn't, why not Why not create something yourself? Why not make time every month for a 20, 30 minute, potentially even an hour catch up with somebody? It, it doesn't necessarily need to be that long. Um, but I do suggest that any leader of people ought to know, um, you know, the names of people's partners, their children, those kinds of things, and know enough about them. And I'm not saying that we need to get heavily involved in people's private lives because that's often a question I get asked in mental health training. How much, you know, how much should we be getting involved? And actually, potentially not a great deal because the, you know, the thing is, is that from a working point of view, you're there as a, a as a leader in the workplace. But it's finding that right level for for you and your colleague um, as to how much of their private life they're willing to share and how much is is going to be productive. But essentially your role is to help support that person. And when they come to work, ultimately they're bringing them, them the whole selves to work. So all of the stuff that's going on at home with children, with partners, with financial challenges and all of those kinds of things that could be going on to affect someone's capacity for work, that's going to be brought into the workplace. So that is, uh, you know, that that is potentially on the table for for a one to one to have a conversation because these things can start to have an impact. So um, it's important to make sure that we understand what stresses and strains somebody's experiencing and potentially around their their workload and those kinds of things. So there's a few things I've sort of covered there, but the the main one is around having some great conversations and having private quality conversations with people. One-to-ones are a really good uh, way of doing that. And also uh, making sure that you have a return to work after absence procedure that you follow diligently. And when when people come to talk to you, make sure you're building relationships with them. Don't just sit behind your laptop. Make sure you go and find somewhere quiet to have a, have a chat with people and build those relationships. Because a lot of the time, um, you know, people only tend to find out 
or get feedback when things go wrong. So the other thing to think about is to make sure you always do give feedback when things have gone well as well, um, because that will help you to nurture nurture those relationships. So the thing with mental health in particular, that one of the key learnings for the session is around, let's demedicalize it a little bit. Let's actually just talk about being a good leader and being a good, um, a good person to work with and a good person to be around and um, supporting your people because that's a really great start okay before we look at any organizational mental health initiatives be supportive of the people around you hi it's pete from flagship partners we're proud to sponsor a half dozen things podcast flagship partners help their clients become safer greener and greater through a range of consultancy and training services we offer audits through to risk assessments contracts through to support with managing your culture all the way from mandatory training through to management training as well so if you need any support please do get in touch with flagship partners today those are sort of the key things from a one-to-one basis. One of the other things that I suggest is really useful, and you, depending on your organisation, you might need to speak to your HR department and get sign-off. But when we do our mental health training, I often introduce what's called a wellness action plan. Um, and that is freely available. If you go to the MIND website, there's um, loads of free resources available from a lot of the mental health charities. And one of them is the wellness action plan um, that Mind, uh, MIND offer. You can take that, you can edit it, you can take some of the questions from it. But the great thing about a wellness action plan is one, you don't have to think of the questions yourself because the questions are already on there. And the other thing with the wellness action plan is it's a proactive document and an agreement between yourself and your team member around their wellness and how you can best support them in the workplace. And by having a proactive agreement means that you've already put the conversation on the table before there's potentially a crisis or or an issue or before something comes to light. You can have an open and honest conversation about stuff and start to find um, a level where you can have some good quality wellness conversations with people. So um, I really do recommend a wellness action plan um, as part of a proactive conversation around well-being and stress and mental health which is something that should be incorporated on an ongoing basis you don't necessarily need to carry out those conversations on an every month basis um certainly performance and um how things are going and what stresses and strains and how can we help support you those kinds of conversations should be a monthly basis but potentially the wellness action plan might be a conversation and then once every six months or once every year there's no um, there's no hard and fast rules when it comes to stuff it's as it's needed and ultimately as a leader um, it's down to you to help support your team member in, in the way that they need it most and sometimes it might come out on a regular basis because that's the level of support that's needed and sometimes it might be less often so um, wellness action plan is a, is a really good one and then from a um, from an so a lot of the other things that we suggest are much more organisational. So and I wanted to make this session very much about managers and the things that they can do because everything everything I've said so far, this is stuff you can do you can do on your own. You don't necessarily need anyone's approval or sign off or anything like that. If you're a leader of people, if you're a line manager, these are things you can do and they cost no money. Um, you know, listening one to ones, return to works wellness action plans, great activities. And you don't necessarily need to have had training because ultimately having good quality conversations with people, you just make it clear the boundaries of your knowledge, the boundaries of the um, way that you can support people. Um, and ultimately, you know, if people, people are often scared about having these conversations and making things worse. But ultimately, if you're there as a, as a caring person who wants to help somebody succeed, then you will find, you'll find the right words. And if, 
someone if someone's a concern then make an agreement with them around the support that you're able to offer referring them to the gp referring them to mental health charity referring them to the samaritans if they need it you know have a look at signposting beforehand or just have that conversation how can i help get you professional support um because the next thing i was going to speak about was eap so employee assistance programs that's something that may or may not be available to you now if it is available that's great because that's a really good opportunity for you to signpost that support which your company or your organization have already invested in um, employee assistance programs often have access to counseling and mental health support and, and telephone lines and those kinds of professional support which is where we should be looking to filter any sort of challenges beyond that which we could sort on a one-to-one -one capacity we filter them into that process so an eap is a great solution but again obviously i spoke about all the free stuff that's readily available this is something that your company needs to have invested in and something to encourage investing in and consideration so if you're listening to this and you're a decision maker um you know there's lots of programs out there and they can be quite cost effective and i do recommend looking at investing in those things because eaps are a really good way of supporting your team um certainly at flagship partners it's something that we do with our team we have a um we have like a cash plan where it's, it's not a huge amount of investment but we're able to provide our team with access to um mental health support but also we're able to offer things like cash back on dentistry opticians um uh you know a lot of things to do with well-being um anything like that they can actually get get receipts and, and make a claim back as well and that's really cost effective it's a great perk um for people but this is the thing is to remember perks perks don't equal culture you know a per perks are not culture um perks help um but ultimately you know culture is something which um needs investing in but needs investing in time and in good communication not necessarily financially so um eap is one thing to think about depending on your budget training obviously is another um and then there, there's other free stuff but ultimately line managers can't just make this stuff happen so one of the things we talk about on our on, on our mental health training is around uh, the health and safety executives the hse's management standards approach which is about making sure that we have um risk assessments and uh, uh stress policies in place around how to reduce um work-based pressure that we put people under and there's six key areas for the management standards approach you know things like role demands communication making sure that we effectively communicate with people and have properly assessed the, the risk of stress um in that work environment and these are things actually that's that's an inexpensive thing to do it's going to take time but line managers may not be able to just go ahead and do that on their own they might need some support from their health and safety or their hr team so um that is something to to think about there but this live hopefully has given you um opportunity to think about some of the different things that are out there some of the different things that you can think about um you know that there's obviously a challenge there's clearly a cha challenge economically um and within within organizations all over the country um, with, with people who are around wellbeing. Um, and I've suggested some really great free things that leaders are able to do to help support people, making sure they have great conversations, making sure they have private one-to-ones on a regular basis, making sure you have a good return to work process. 
and considering a wellness action plan. All free stuff, all stuff that you don't necessarily need training for. Um, obviously, training is good. It can help increase confidence. It can help improve skills, which is one of the key focuses of the training that I do with people is to just raise that, that confidence level around communication and understanding you know, how people's different points of view affect um, affect the way they think about things and um, their experiences affect that as well and how your experiences and points of view will affect the way you look at things and how that may differ um, and how best to raise your empathy levels um, to make sure that you're able to properly support people and ask great questions and listen well so training does help obviously it's an investment so we're starting to move into the investment stuff now so that's a good thing to think about an eap uh, or an employee assistance program is also a great thing to think about um, as well as one of the things that i've not discussed is um, uh, flexible working and wellness day so um, again this comes at a cost but certainly worth thinking about and something i've made a note to mention some companies are starting to introduce wellness days where people can activate um, as well as like having a holiday allowance they'll have a wellness day allowance and they can activate that when they need it preventing um, which will help reduce absenteeism it will help reduce um, unexpected days off and, and the impact that can have on productivity in, a, in an organization by having this flexible approach to wellness day so that's certainly one thing to think about as well and certainly to speak to your hr people about um, but yeah so hopefully there's a range of ideas in this session and uh, that you found it interesting if you would like to have a chat with me i'm more than happy to uh, field any questions do uh, drop me a line give me a shout and um, I will help support you um, as best I can. And if you're interested in mental health training or support or anything like that from a leadership point of view or from an organisational point of view, please do get in touch with myself, Pete Rushmart or Flagship Partners. Um, please do listen to the podcast, The Half Dozen Things. Um, it's a fantastic podcast around other leadership elements and performance elements as well. Um, I hope this has been interesting and I'll see you again soon. Thank you. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmart. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.